Good morning, Church. Welcome you back to our SJAG online service. How have you been coping with the MCO, especially the extended MCO? It has been four weeks, and I'm sure many of us are getting restless. We feel like going out. We feel like coming back to church. But it's all right. Even though you may, you, you may be feeling restless, may I encourage you to find your rest in God. You are not alone. The Lord is with us. The presence of the Holy Spirit is with us. And in fact, for the month of May, we'll be emphasizing on the work, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And for this morning, I would like to speak to you on a message about the work of the Holy Spirit in a lockdown situation. The work of the Holy Spirit in a lockdown situation. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for a wonderful time of praise and worship. Thank you that we can be here to listen to the word of God. And we know, Lord, that your word is powerful. Your word is effective. Your word can cut through our heart and speak to us in a special way. And we pray, Lord, this morning for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to minister to each and every one of us where we are at our home, in our room, in our in our living hall, wherever we may be, we know, oh God, that your spirit is there with us. So we want to commit this message to you. We commit every hearer unto your hand. And may the Holy Spirit bring conviction to our hearts and change our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, when we are in a lockdown situation for too long, perhaps sometimes we may even forget the things that we used to do. You know, in fact, I was reading some comments and I came across a comment about this person. He said, after a few weeks of MCO, I went out to start my car. There's a strange feeling and suddenly I've forgotten how to drive. Have you ever had that feeling? And in fact, not long ago, I, I watched a video. It was a, a rather sad because it was a video about a bird that had been caged for too long. And after a long while, they decided to release the bird. And when they opened the cage and released the bird, and somehow, the bird had forgotten how to fly. And it took quite a long while for the people, you know, to, to somehow, you know, uh, use different way. And finally, finally, the bird did fly. Well, the lockdown has also greatly affected the church. Doing church is so very different now. Attending church service is so different. You are attending church service not in the church. You are attending church service where you are at your home. The cell and the prayer meetings are all done, different, are all done differently. And yet, well, even though we're still able to worship the Lord, even though we are able to study God's word, we are able to listen to the message, but somehow the atmosphere is just not there. The ambience is just not there. And many of us miss the worship atmosphere, especially the time of worship when we gather together in one unison and lifting out our voice to God, that experience is just different. And that experience, is just that kind of feeling is just missing. But does that mean that God only shows up in church? Does it mean that we can't really worship God alone or at home with our family? Does it mean that there is a lack of power outside the walls of the church? Let me share with you that this is not the first time where the people of God are in a lockdown situation. In fact, there were a few occasions recorded for us in the book of Acts 
showing us that the Holy Spirit is still at work even though the people were in a lockdown situation. The Holy Spirit is still at work in a lockdown situation. Let us take a look back at history and see how the Holy Spirit was still very much active while God's people were locked down. We may be limited in many ways in this MCO, but I want you to know that God's Spirit cannot be limited. What did the Holy Spirit do in those situations? And what can the Holy Spirit do in our situation today? In a lockdown situation, we learn from the book of Acts is that, that the Holy Spirit prepares and empowers the believers. The Holy Spirit prepares and empowers the believers. Before Jesus was taken up to heaven, he gave some instruction to the disciple. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says, On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. They were given an instruction. The instruction was, don't go anywhere. Stay put. Wait. They obeyed. They returned to Jerusalem and they stay put. They waited for the promise of God. They waited for the coming of the Holy Spirit. The problem is they did not know how long they have to wait before the Holy Spirit come. They also did not know what would happen to them or what would happen when the Holy Spirit would come. They may not have the answer and they did not know what would eventually happen to them. But they chose to obey the instruction of Jesus. On the other hand, God in his divine wisdom was actually preparing them for something exciting ahead. The waiting period was really a time of preparation. It was not a time of passivity, but it was a time of preparation. Waiting time should not be wasted time. It should be a time of preparation. Now, how did the Holy Spirit prepare the disciple? In that lockdown or stay in Jerusalem situation, the disciple make full use of the waiting period. In chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible tells us that they all joined together constantly in prayer. They were praying constantly. And the following verses in verse 16 onwards, it says that they reflected on the scripture and they find meaning in it. They begin to read through the scripture. They read through the book of Psalm and they begin to realize that the Psalm of did prophesy about the betrayer of uh, Judas on, on, upon Jesus and how, you know, they would find a replacement for Judas. And in verse 21 and 22, the apostles discovered their special calling and witnesses of Christ's resurrection. The replacement of Judas was to carry out that calling of God together with them. They remembered their special calling as fishers of men. You see, the Holy Spirit was at work during the waiting period. The waiting period must not be in vain. He was preparing them spiritually. He was preparing them mentally for the task that was ahead of them. He was waiting for just the right time to release them and empower them for the work he had planned 
for them. And now, how did the Holy Spirit empower the believers? Acts chapter 2 tells us that while they were waiting on the day of Pentecost, and suddenly, boom, came the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in chapter 2, verse 4, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. The waiting was worthwhile. They became the first recipients of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, an experience they never had before. The experience not only changed them, but the experience changed the world forever because it was on the same day that the church of Jesus Christ was born and since then, the world was never the same again. And for the first time, the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached by the apostle with great power. And on the first preaching of the gospel, spiritual revival took place, spiritual awakening spoke, uh, took place. And on the one sermon, 3,000 people were saved. And subsequently, the Bible tells us that signs and wonders were carried out by the apostle on a regular basis. They healed the sick, they cast out the demons, uh, they delivered people that were under bondage, and every day somebody got saved. All these were the working of the Holy Spirit. It started while they were in a lockdown situation. We have been in a lockdown for close to 50 days, to be exactly the 46th day. I hear a lot of complaints. It's boring. How to tahan another two weeks? Economy are, is bad. People are losing their job, you know. Hotel goes past and many SME are, are unable to survive. People are going crazy. The mental stress is just too great. Many people are very fearful. On one hand, they desire to go up, but on the other hand, they were afraid that they might catch the virus. Some people just don't know what to do. Suddenly, there were too much time on their hand. Church, the lockdown situation need not be a time waster. This waiting period can be meaningful and purposeful. As we wait, we are to wait upon the Lord. Instead of waiting and do nothing, let's wait upon the Lord. Let's wait that we will hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us like it. Apostles and the disciples in the book of Acts, they waited and they wanted to hear from God and the Holy Spirit showed up. The Holy Spirit can reveal things to us. The Holy Spirit can reveal things in your life. The Holy Spirit can show you what God's plan for you after the MCO is. Perhaps the Lord will speak to you concerning the priority that you need to make right. Perhaps He's showing you new direction that you may need to take. And not only that, as we wait, Wait with expectation. Wait so that this, with the expectation we have for hope, we have something to look forward to, that the waiting period will not be a waste of time. The lockdown situation is a time of preparation. It's a time of reflection. It's a time of prayer. You can take time to prepare yourself for the opportunities that are ahead of you.
Maybe your career may take on a new path. Maybe your businesses will go through some major changes and perhaps your spiritual life may take you on a greater uh, responsibility and you may want to grow you know, greater in your spiritual walk with God. Currently, you may not know what to expect. So were the disciples. They did not know what to expect. But you can do what, you can, what they were doing. You can reflect. You can pray. You can prepare yourself. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart and prepare you for the new normal. After this COVID-19 episode, it's not going to be business as usual. Instead, it's going to be business not as usual, as we all need to change and do things differently. Another work of the Holy Spirit during the lockdown situation was that the Holy Spirit brings peace and deliverance. The Holy Spirit brings peace and deliverance. In the books of chapter 12, it tells us a story about the Apostle Peter. He was being put in jail. Not only he was locked down, but he was literally locked up. And prior to him being put in jail, there was another apostle by the name of James, who is also a good friend of Peter. He was being killed by King Herod. And when King Herod knows that by killing James, he made some people happy, especially the Jewish leader happy, he decided to also put Peter in jail. And the next day, Peter would be brought up for trial. And there's a high chance that Peter will also be killed. So it was in a very dangerous situation for Peter while he was being put in jail. But how did the church respond? The Bible tells us that the believers were in prayer. In fact, chapter 12, verse 5 says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying for him. It was a time for prayer. They gathered themselves together. They prayed for Peter's deliverance. They prayed for Peter's well-being. They didn't have much faith. In fact, you know, uh, uh, when they were praying, they were not expecting a lot of things. They prayed for something which they couldn't think it would happen, but God proved them wrong. But what about Peter? On the other hand, the Bible tells us Peter was asleep. Peter was sound asleep. Strangely, the believers had an all-night prayer, praying for Peter, worrying for his safety, while Peter, who was in, whose life was in danger, was fast asleep, not thinking of anything, not worrying about tomorrow. You see, the peace of God somehow just came upon Peter. The presence of the Holy Spirit was with him. As the angels woke Peter up, the Spirit actually put a sleep on the guard they were watching over Peter. You see, it's so strange. Peter should be worrying, not able to sleep, but he slept soundly. And the angel had to wake him up. The guard should be right awake, guarding Peter. But a sleep came upon them. It was a work of the Holy Spirit. He woke up one, he put the other to sleep. And the angel showed up in response to the prayer of the same. And at the same time, the Spirit of God was working behind the scene. And the Bible tells us that the angel let Peter out. 
the prison doors open automatically, just by themselves, for Peter to pass through, no physical contact, and definitely there was social distancing, until Peter was out of prison onto the street. And it was only on the street when the angel left him that Peter realized, hey, it's real. I was not seeing a vision, you know. I was not in a dream. And there he went and looked for the disciples. We were busy praying for him. The miraculous had taken place. Peter was miraculously delivered from prison. Although there was no mention of the Holy Spirit, but the work of the Holy Spirit was evident. As believers prayed on one part of the city, the Holy Spirit was at work on the other part of the city. And that reminds me another incident. On the day Jesus was resurrected, the Bible tells us that the angel appeared and rolled the stone away and all the guards were so frightened and they fell as dead men. And there Jesus rose from the dead. Even though there was no mention of the Holy Spirit again, but we knew it was by the Spirit of God Jesus was resurrected. Because in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, he said, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. The Spirit of God is living in us, believers in Christ. He is a Spirit of peace that will guard our mind in perfect peace even as we face the raging storms of life. So church, take heart, take comfort, take courage. The Holy Spirit will bring peace to you and the Holy Spirit will deliver you. Peace is what the world needs. Many people are troubled, angry, anxious, helpless at this moment. And just within this week, we heard of so many hotels are closing down. Publishing house has closed down. And many people just lost their job overnight. Only Jesus, the Prince of Peace, can bring peace to our life. The presence of the Holy Spirit gives us a deep sense of assurance that God is still in control of the situation and God is still watching over our life. The presence of the Holy Spirit is very soothing. It's very comforting. That's why the Holy Spirit is also called the Comforter, the Counselor. He's there to comfort us when we are in trouble, when we, when we are in distress, when we know not what to do. So friend, if you are going through a hard time, if your life has been messed up due to the MCO, and your future is uncertain because of the economy. You are unable to sleep well due to worry and your stress level is very high, it's going up. What you need is to be at rest in your heart. You need the peace of God that will help you sleep even in the midst of a storm. No, it's not a tranquilizer that you need. It's a supernatural peace that you need. The Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of peace, will give you the much-needed peace that delivers you from trouble. The work of the Holy Spirit in a lockdown situation, He not only prepares and empowers the people of God, 
He not only bring peace and deliver the people of God from trouble, the Holy Spirit also strengthens and saves. In the book of Acts chapter 16, we have another situation where the Apostle Paul, together with his missionary partner Silas, both of them was being put in jail again. They were in lockdown situation. They were in lockup. What happened is that, that they, just before that, they have delivered a demon-possessed girl who brought a lot of fortune for her master. And because she was completely set free from demon possession, the master who made use of her to earn money had lost his income and he created a lot of problems for the apostle Paul and falsely accused them. And as a result, both of them, Paul and Silas, they were being locked up in jail. You know, their feet was being put on stock in a very uncomfortable position. And worst of all, before that, they were being severely flogged. They were being beaten badly. You can see that they are torn back, you know, the saw on their back. And it was in such a situation that most people would be giving up, but not Paul and Silas. Most people would be too tired to do anything. Already in lockup, might as well just try to sleep. Catch some sleep if the pain is still bearable. If the pain is not bearable, then you will have to struggle. But something amazing in the cell, the Holy Spirit showed up in the cell where God's people learned to praise Him in the most adverse circumstances. You see, it is easy to praise God when all things are up. But what about when things are down? Let's see the work of the Holy Spirit here in this story. The Holy Spirit strengthens the believer. The Holy Spirit was there strengthening Paul and Silas. Can you imagine how would they feel while they were put in, in, in jail? Emotionally, they may be feeling down. It can be discouraging when you're trying to do God's will, you're trying to do God's work, but you are being persecuted. Mentally, they may be questioning God. If it happened to us, perhaps, you know, we may question ourselves, is it worth the effort giving our best to God and end up in such situation? Spiritually, they may be tired. They may, they may even doubt, did we hear God correctly? Did we do the right thing? Were we really led by the Spirit or we allow our flesh to take over? You know, Paul and Silas could have just complained to one another how painful their back are, how uncomfortable their legs are, you know. They could have a self-pity party among themselves, but no. They were still in high spirit because the Bible tells us that they were praising God, they were singing Him, and they sing so loudly that inside the prison, all the prisoners were listening to their singing, magnifying God. There was such a powerful testimony in prison itself, giving glory to God. Their singing was sincere. It was from the depth of their heart, even as they praised God aloud. They were proclaiming God's goodness in prison. They bore such powerful testimony. They sang until the jail shook and the Holy Spirit showed up. We can see that there is both a strengthening and a shaking here. In Acts chapter 16, verse 26, it says, Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken at once. 
all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chain came loose. Don't think that in a lockdown situation, everything is passive. Nothing moves. Yes, humanly speaking, human can't move. But that does not mean God cannot move too. In this story, we find that God not only moved, but he shook the foundations of the prison. God can shake, and he will shake all that which can be shaken. And in that shaking, what happened? The chains of the prisoner fell off. The prison doors were flung open. And at the same time, the jailer's security was shaken. The jailer was in great fear. When he heard the sound of the chain broke loose and prison doors opened, he thought the prisoners might have escaped and he knew that if that happened, he would be killed. And he thought to himself, instead of letting my superior kill me, why don't I just take my own life? And when he was about to kill himself, Paul stopped him. Paul stopped him and assured him that they were all still there. The jailer's security was shaken and he thought, he would die. We can see the contrast here. Those who were in chains were actually free. Paul and Silas might be bound physically, but they are free in the spirit. They are free from sin because of their relationship with God. They are free. That's why they were able to rejoice in, even in the midst of trial. They still had the peace of God with them. But the one who thought he was free, the jailer was actually bound. The jailer may have physical freedom, but spiritually he was bound in his sin. He needed to be saved. He realized that he was not in control of his own life. And suddenly he dawned on him, who else can save him? And so in Acts chapter 16, verse 29 to 33, he said the jailer called for legs, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them all and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer was saved. So the Holy Spirit shook the foundation of the prison and saved the lost. In such a lockdown situation, the gospel still can be preached and souls still can be saved. The Holy Spirit still saved because the gospel cannot be locked down. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation for those who believe. It was a beautiful ending and the Holy Spirit was actively at work. Similarly, we may be in a lockdown situation, but the Word of God cannot be locked down. The Word of God is still proclaimed far and wide through digital media in the cyber world. And people are listening to the Word. It's not just in Subang Jaya itself, but we have friends who join us at one time from Cambodia, from Philippines, even friends from Australia. The Word of God cannot be limited. During this MCO, we hear of so many stories 
about the hardship the people are going through. I chatted with different individuals and I can sense the concern, the feeling of frustration, uncertainties. Uh, we read of you know, companies that are closing down their, uh, and SME are either closing or in the process of closing down their businesses. Definitely, they are concerned for their future. Parents are concerned for their children's education too. School has not been on for quite a while. Domestic violence and squabbles are on the rise because too many people cook up in the small house for too long. People are feeling lonely, depressed, and bound. We all want back our freedom. We want to be able to go out again. We want to be able to walk in the park, able to jog along the road, able to drive around town and look for our favorite food. When the government announced the MCO would enter into phase four, we almost wanted to tear our hair and literally because our hairs are growing long. But we don't have an option. We must comply with the government order in order to break the chain of infection, in order to keep everybody safe. Meanwhile, let me assure you that when you are in your moment of weakness and frustration, when you don't think you can hold up to another MCO extension anymore, let me assure you, the Holy Spirit is there with us to strengthen us. Do not entertain all the negative thought and depressive feeling. Draw your emotional and spiritual strength from the Lord. Draw from His Word, meditate upon the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit will use the Scripture to remind us and to help us and to comfort us. The Holy Spirit is also taking this time to shake those things in our life that have no lasting value. Is there something in our life that need to be shaken? During this MCO, many people begin to reflect and think about life and things that are really valuable. A lot of people are taking this time to think. Think about their life. Think about their family. Think about their future. Is money really that valuable? Between money and health, I'm sure most people would choose health. Between money and happiness, I believe most people would choose happiness. Between money and family, without doubt, I believe most, if not all, would choose family. What is really important to us in life? What is the most important thing in our life? Is our job our God? Is our career, our business our idol? What kind of foundations are we building our lives on? Would our foundation withstand the shaking of trial, shaking of the economy? If the foundation of your life is built on money and wealth, when the shaking of economy takes place like now, when the whole economy collapses, your foundation collapses along with it and you have nothing to hold up in your life. If the foundation you build is upon yourself, your ability, your intellect, your pride, your achievement, your work, and when the shaking takes place and you are unable to hold it up any longer, what happened? People just snapped. Some people went into depression. Some people lost their mind. Some people even ended their own life. 
because the foundation were just too weak. The Holy Spirit came to shake the foundation of men. Especially those foundations that have not been properly built, it will collapse like now. Many of men-built foundations are collapsing. It will show us that we need God. Like the jailer, he was shaken. He has nothing left, not even his life. It was then he realized that he needed a stronger foundation. That is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the solid rock, he is our firm foundation of life. Sometimes God shakes us up in order to save us and to build us. Let's watch what we build. Let's build on the right foundation, Jesus Christ, the solid rock. Let me assure you, church, where you are right now, you are in your home, the Holy Spirit is there with you. The Holy Spirit wants to prepare you. He wants to empower you for life after MCO. Learn to wait upon Him. Hear from Him and get yourself ready for the opportunities that's ahead. He wants to fill you with His peace. He wants to deliver you from trouble and all the MCO blues that you are facing. He wants to strengthen you. And for those of you who do not know Jesus, He wants to save you.